Welcome to The Playlist Podcast. I'm your host, Charles Barfield, Managing Editor of The Playlist. And for this discussion, I'm joined by Mike D'Angelo. Uh, well, I'm rejoined by Mike D'Angelo and Rodrigo Perez. This is part two of our most anticipated of 2024 discussion. Um, in this episode, we're going to talk about this year's upcoming TV releases. So if you didn't hear part one, you really should just go back, pause here, uh, listen to our most anticipated films discussion, and then come back and, and finish it up with TV. Um, and again, like we did with films, this discussion is going to feature kind of our favorites and then uh, what a general list of uh, the things that we're most anticipating. And then like with films, we also have an expansive list of about 70 shows on our website um, where we go deep about kind of just about everything that's coming out on TV. I will say, Rodrigo, interrupt me if I'm wrong. TV is very difficult to anticipate, right? Like because yeah. it's such a quick medium that we really don't know everything. Yeah, Definitely that's not. that's the difference where um whereas in you know film, like you know, the whole year's calendar is I mean, obviously there'll be a lot of stuff will be added, but the, the whole year's calendar is filled out, whereas TV is uh, like we don't even know until like spring at the most. Yeah, yeah. Like a lot of stuff get added and it gets kind of added at kind of the last minute. So yeah, that is fair to say that that's like you know, our, our 70 most uh, 70 most anticipated TV shows of the year is a good list, but it's still it it uh, it's hard to do. It's harder to do than film because like there's still a lot of question marks as to like what actually arrives and what actually is ready, because a lot of the stuff doesn't get announced till maybe two, three months out. Yeah. And also, to be fair, when we talk about anticipated TV, keep in mind that TV is a, a lot harder to to predict. Right. Like. Who would have thought like, you know, uh, a show about a, a beef sandwich shop in Chicago would be like the best TV show on TV when it, you know, when we're reading the descriptions, you know, about FX shows coming two years ago. But, you know, so there could be the bear that pops up mid season that none of us are predicting. That could be great. All that to say, we're not Nostradamus here, um, so, but <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll try our best. But before we dive fully into our most anticipated TV of 2024, I got to tell you the Playlist Podcast is part of the Playlist Podcast Network, which includes Defocus, The Discourse, Bingeworthy, and more. Basically everything that Mike hosts and then Rodrigo occasionally. If you want to find us, check your podcast apps of choice, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, anywhere else to find your favorite shows. All right, Mike, let's start with you. How about you give me a rundown of a handful of shows that you think are honorable mentions that you're excited about um, that maybe aren't at the top of your list? Sure. Um, let's see here. What to start with? What to start with? Uh, the penguin is definitely up there for me. Uh, I'm really intrigued by, I, I loved the Batman. So I'm, I'm definitely in for more Colin Farrell being the penguin, um, and just playing around in that world. And I really did like the Gotham that they kind of set up in that movie. Um, but there's also Shogun, which is coming to FX really soon. That looks fantastic. Can we, can we talk about that for a second? Cause, uh, Rodrigo, I don't know if you've heard anything about Shogun. Here's what I'll say. I spoke with somebody uh, who shall remain nameless. When I asked them about what shows they were most excited about in uh, 2024, Shogun was at the top of the list. Um, mm -hmm. And this was somebody who has probably seen episodes. Uh, so that made me really excited. Have you seen the trailer for this, Rodrigo? Yeah, I mean, it does look, it does look really great. And it's got, uh, what's his name, Cosmo in it. Yeah, Cosmo is probably gonna like break out this year because of it. I think. We, I feel like me and you've been saying this for like years now. Like yeah, yeah, th this guy is like on the verge. Let's hope that this is it. Yeah, it looks good. Yeah, it's a, it, it's, it's also a weird one for him, right? Because it's like they don't want to get it 
play into like white savior stuff and he's the the white character in a, in a in a world of like japanese shogun so like that's a little tricky but um yeah i mean it looks it really looks really looks great yeah all right mike sorry to derail i just thought that was interesting no keep going no it's it's another one that looks great um let's see here i was a big fan of the first season of outer range so it, yes. any more of that is a big yes for me brolin absolutely killed it in that first season uh and pretty much all of the people who played his family they're just amazing can i ask you a quick question did is that set up like the first season more of a limited series or did they really like leave it open for seasons no, was, to come they left okay. it open okay yeah. cool. Yeah, the only problem more. though that show is Probably, I think one of the best TV shows of that year uh, was a 2022. Yeah, uh, mm -hmm. really fucking great. But they, um, I think they got rid of the showrunner, and they the did. and and they went with a, a like a kind of went totally different direction. And so I'm really worried because he he it was his baby. Like you know, he came up with the entire thing, and um, and he's gone. And now I think that they they may have flattened it, and that sucks. Hope not. But uh, let's see another one. Time Bandits. Taika Waititi is redoing Time Bandits for a series for Apple TV, I believe it is. Boo, Taika Waititi. We hate him now. Oh, sorry. Come on. <laughs> Keep going. Taika is a, a very enjoyable person. No, I know. Oh. I just I, I love the discourse surrounding him where people just are kind of fed up with him being him. Yeah. Uh, it's like what being are you being offended by the, the soccer movie he just put out? Last Goal Wins is just like, what? Like, really? Yeah. Is... <laughs> It's a very pleasant, non-offensive movie. Uh, but yeah, uh, there's a, a bunch of other ones that Apple is doing too. They're just killing it as far as like sci-fi goes. So they got Dark Matter and Silo season two and all is, kinds of good stuff. Is Silo season two happening in, in I, 2024? I just assumed. Oh, okay. You know? Yeah, I don't know. I think it might get pushed. I don't I don't know if it's going to make it, but maybe because TV works fast. Yeah. We right. also have like VFX and stuff like that. So that might might take a minute. Silo is another one of those shows. I know that there was a lot of anticipation last year for it because it's based on a a, a seriously big deal book. Uh, my wife, who uh, never gets super excited about books turned into TV, was really anticipating it, and then it it turned into I think something bigger than anybody was in, was thinking it would be. Um, so yeah, I, I'm I'm excited for Silo. Head on over to Bingeworthy. Listen to the Rebecca Ferguson interview. Hey, That's a great interview. She seems she seems like a lot of fun. She was very nice. Yeah. Yeah. Any any of uh, well, here let's talk about uh, one that I think both of you guys agreed on. Um, mm. I would have put on my list as well. Let's just dive a little deeper into the Sympathizer. Um, yeah. This is a show that is I'm blanking on his name, Rodrigo. Who's the the, the filmmaker? Mark Chenwook. Yep, thank you. Um, who is fantastic, is one of the best uh, South Korean directors working today. And this is Robert Downey Jr. playing, what, like five different roles? Yeah, yeah. Robert Downey Jr. is definitely in his, he's in his post, well, Marvel's done, so I'm just going to be get, get fucking creative. And he's Well, he's got like hundreds of millions of dollars, so. <laughs> right, yeah, right. He's doing and, it for and, the creativity. But, 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 uh, but he's also, yeah, he's, I, and then maybe that's part of it. But, you know, I, he's like, you know, even like, you know, taking the Oppenheimer role like that. I mean, he's going to win an Oscar for that. And 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 now he's in his like, fuck it. Like I can be I can go back to the days of like doing Chaplin and doing weird shit and reminding people that I can act. And it seems like he's going full force because, I mean, obviously what he did in Oppenheimer is amazing and 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 very like different from, you know, what we got in, in the Marvel stuff. 
and 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 the sympathizer is like him like doing it's it feel it sounds like um you know like uh uh dr strange love like uh like you know what's his name doing like three or four different roles um yeah why am i uh, uh, uh peter sellers you know um so it's something bold like that which is sounds pretty amazing and and just the idea that robert downey jr is now like fuck it i'm just gonna do weird crazy shit is kind of fucking awesome you know like yeah the fact that nolan will say like i want you to be in this movie but i don't want you to act like you normally act basically (laughs) and he's like i'm here for it sign me up you know like that's it's great that he's now afforded that sort of luxury um well i mean the the thing is i think he's he always had it and the other thing is people forget like you know like we just we, we had such a run long run with him as as tony stark but and 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 thus a big movie star but people forget that he's a fucking real actor and he always was you know he's a yeah. real, real mm. fucking actor and he's gonna like he's basically gonna reprove it to us and 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 whoever doubts all that i think should like honestly just like rewatch oppenheimer and see how fucking different that performance is and how fucking good it is yeah um I, I want to uh, to mention some of mine before we get to Rodrigo's because uh, there's there's one in particular I want you guys to talk about. But for me, just quickly, uh, because I'm the weird one, I think, in this group, I'm, uh, <laughs> I, I'm really excited about uh, Bad Monkey. Have you got? Do you guys know what this one is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is uh, the Ted Lasso creator Bill Lawrence with writer author Carl Hyacin and Vince Vaughn. Like it just seems really weird um, and I'm here I'm- for it. Don't the guys from Bloodless or whatever what that show was aren't they involved in that too? Oh, I don't know. Am I? Am I? Do I have that wrong? I don't know. I just I know that this is the the quote unquote Ted Lasso guys next movie or next show, and uh, I think it's going to be surprising with people. Yeah, Um, but but really, I just got to say, as far as like returning shows, The Boys season four will always be one I'm excited about. I get more excited each season, and Gen V uh, I think was criminally underrated um it's it's so fun uh and then some of the big ones this year uh which are going to get a lot of press are we've already seen three body problem um this is the long-awaited uh return of benioff and weiss the guys from game of thrones who now have a new epic they want to tell but it's a sci-fi thing based on an incredible chinese series of novels um so i'm excited about that would have you guys seen the trailer for that yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of talk about this one already, and there's a lot of like skepticism, you know. Like, well, I, I, I think a lot of people are rooting for them to fail for whatever yes, reason. Yes, just because one hundred percent people are totally they they still have they have not gotten over the end of Game of Thrones, and uh, you definitely feel that in the air that people are, are are rooting for these guys to fail, and and so when people do that, I always like I always try and lean the opposite way, and like I'm slightly interested and 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 uh curious but i will say that it it, i don't know they have not been able to put together they basically have not put together a series since game of thrones other than no no there's a there's a really good profile that was just released i think hollywood reporter did it where they they basically said like they were going to do a, a civil war show about what if the south won and they they realized that was just a probably a bad idea and then they were going to do um, another series and I'm blanking on what it was before three body problem. And it just didn't come together. And this is kind of their, their next one that just came together. Um, I will say just take the Benny off and Weiss out of it. The, the book is a very um, not obvious hit book. So it would be interesting to see how this translates into a series. 
it's much more cerebral than I think people are probably anticipating. Um, so, yeah, I think so yeah, I think you're right about that. And it's, gonna, it's also it, got a weird date in terms of like, well, I don't know, weird, but like, you know, it's, it's going to come out in March. It's going to hit at South by Southwest. Yeah. Uh, uh, and typically when that's the case, it's not like, I don't know. I don't think this is going to be their next Game of Thrones. Put it that way. No, no. Uh, I I hope it is because I want them to to be able to tell the whole story. But we'll see. Um, and I will say just to to also talk about the Benioff and Weiss backlash. One thing I read, um, and I think I wrote about for the site that is super interesting to me and says a lot about them is they turned down the ability to just slap their names as executive producers on every future Game of Thrones spinoff and just earn paychecks from it because they just believe that they didn't want to put their name on stuff for both reasons, both being that it might draw negative attention. And also they just creatively didn't have any input in there. Um, and I think that's pretty admirable in a world where it's admirable and nuts in Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. exactly. People are like, why, why'd you walk away from money? I yeah. also think that I think, like it, that is absolutely nuts. And yes, because everybody sticks their names on everything and they get points on it. And the, those points accumulate and you make millions after a while. And especially uh, with Game think, of Thrones. Well, that's that's the thing I think that they made. Uh, it, that to me, it's it's such a it's it's such an a strangely ethical move that people do not do in Hollywood. Yeah. And so it all, but it also says to me that they probably made a shit ton mint <laughs> on Game of Thrones. And if they had made another shit ton mint on, on just by being EPs, it wouldn't have made a difference in their life regardless. So they think they're probably good no matter what. Yeah. I mean, it, to be said, it, it, they're not saints in in the like turning down money. They're still making a ton of money and all that Game of Thrones shit. Um, but like just the original series. Uh, so and you know, they signed incredibly huge. Like their their Netflix deal was is massive. Again, yeah. it was like 250 million or something. They yeah. they they like and they dropped Star Wars for it. They, yeah, they, they, they were supposed to do a Star oh, yeah, Wars. They were one of the Star Wars fellas. But who hasn't been dropped from a Star Wars project <laughs> at this point? I know. I got dropped from one last week. I mean, like, <laughs> everybody like it's like, but they were going to do a Star Wars trilogy. And then Netflix came in with like 250 million and they said, oh, OK, bye, Star Wars. And yeah. And James Mangold's like, you want to do a first Jedi in there? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, the other movie that I think is, or other show, I, I'm sorry, that's going to be big just from name alone is Fallout. Um, I don't know if you guys are video game guys, yeah. but uh, the Fallout universe is super rich and super fun. And it's like post-apocalyptic apocalyptic mixed with, um, it's retro-futuristic post-apocalypse, which sounds really confusing and weird and it shouldn't Steampunk work. Steampunk sci-fi? It's not even steampunk though. It's basically what if the what if nuclear power was like a legit thing, like the the world of the future back in the 60s that everybody was predicting actually happened, and then the post-apocalypse happened. So you've got like ray guns and jetpacks and shit like that. Um, and and you know, mech suits and stuff, but also post-apocalypse. So it should be a lot of fun. It's also got this weird tone where it's tongue in cheek a lot of the time. Um, so it'll be interesting. It's it's definitely not gonna be the last of us. Um but and uh, also speaking of speaking of taking mega deals and walking away from something that you're in the middle of, yeah, it's, uh, uh, it's by Jonathan Nolan and Lisa Joy, who were in the middle of doing Westworld, and Westworld was a huge hit. And then all of a sudden, Amazon is like, we'll give you like 250 million to 
go to Amazon? And they go, yes. Right in the middle of doing Westworld, which HBO must have been like really fucking pissed. And yeah. And then Westworld fell apart. Yeah. They just yeah, canceled it. See it in the last <laughs> yeah, and they canceled it. And it yeah. was like for a minute there, it was the biggest fucking thing in television. It was a huge, gigantic hit and it nosedive after season two. And they, it, it, it's an interesting because it just feels like they took the money and ran and that show fell apart and they just focused elsewhere because they got this mega deal. And it's interesting. We've, gotten two creators who basically who just talked about in a row who yeah the same kind of thing and 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 it, it kind of says a lot about my interest too because i look at benioff and weiss and i look at nolan and joy and i think like these are good storytellers like no matter the behind the scenes drama or what fans think of the end of westworld and the end of game of thrones i'm genuinely interested in to see what what they've got um so i'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt yeah. And then uh, my final one that I, I want to talk about with you guys is X-Men 97. Um, <laughs> this is probably the only Marvel show this year that I'm, I'm really excited about because it's uh, basically my childhood brought back to me as a, a man child uh, like I am. And <laughs> I I am so excited for this. Rodrigo, did you uh, did you like the X-Men 90s show? Yeah. Was just, yeah. But I don't I don't like I'm I'm not I'm not like, you know, some. I don't have the nostalgia for it that everybody else does. Yeah. I, I, I just, I love it. I love it so much. Uh, I, I think Mike and I are probably on the same page regarding this one. Definitely. I mean, it's, it's one of the few animated shows I'm anticipating. I generally, for whatever reason, just don't really anticipate animated shows that much. Yeah. Um, but we're going to get like, what, like maybe three animated shows this year from Marvel, from Marvel yeah. maybe four, because we've already had what if, which was, I guess it was technically 20, 2023, didn't Yeah. 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 97 X Yeah. I haven't. Uh, X Men 97. Uh, then you have Friendly Neighborhood Spider Man, which looks great. And then uh, perhaps maybe Marvel Zombies, I think is the, the outlier. Also, That's right. There's also the Wakanda one that could come. Right? Oh, yeah. Eyes of Wakanda. Eyes of Wakanda. Yeah. Um, we don't know how far along that is in development, but yeah, I'm here for that too. Um, I think that that is a good idea for an animated show. I don't think a live action one's really where that belongs. Yeah. The weird one there is is what the hell's going on with Lionheart? Hasn't that been shot that been shot for like two years? Yeah, I mean if we want to talk about Marvel Ironheart, for a second, Ironheart? we can with yeah. Ironheart, yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's 2025 got pushed. I mean, it shot like around COVID times, right? Like <laughs> So did they reshoot the entire series? I don't know. I think I know. a lot of stuff. Well, I think it. I think it's probably become a victim of like what's happened to a lot of stuff is that, you know, uh, um, I think um, to, or actually technically for 2024, I was just checking uh, Walt Disney's slate. They said coming out in 2024 is Eyes of Wakanda, X-Men 97 and Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man. So those three are scheduled for sometime of 2024 and Marvel Zombies is actually not on that list yet though it could still come but yeah yeah I don't I don't know what's going on with Ironheart um I did see reports now from set photos that Wonder Man's back up and running so um oh, well I guess I, just to circle back I think it's probably fallen prey to like the whole like we didn't know what we were doing with TV thing and and I yeah. think um, you know, we saw what happened with Daredevil, which is getting pushed a year and that's not ready. And I, I think that's I think a lot of stuff that happened back then is being reexamined. Do we uh, just quickly, uh, there's news that Daredevil's bringing back uh, or reports that Daredevil's bringing back um, uh, Deborah and Wall and um, Foggy, the actor who played Foggy. I forget his name. Right. 
is this kind of a sign of what Marvel's going to be doing with these shows now? Just kind of going for the safe choices. Remember Netflix? Yeah, I just, I don't know. I just, I, I got a weird feeling about, I mean, <laughs> this isn't a hot take. I've got a weird feeling about Marvel on TV shows right now. Um, yeah, but, yeah uh, well, uh, honestly, Echo was pretty bad. And uh, yeah, apparently we're in the minority of thinking it was pretty bad, which is strange because I thought uh, it was terrible too. Yeah. And uh, I just read, uh, just heard an interview with Vincent D'Onofrio where he basically said, um, and I'm paraphrasing here, but uh, basically he said, it's going to be like Echo and it's going to be like Netflix. So it feels like it's going to be the exact same thing. And so I am absolutely not interested in Daredevil Born Again whatsoever, because it sounds like it's, it is going to just be the Netflix show again. And, and, and I didn't like it. So I will say it's very interesting to tease Daredevil in three very different ways in MCU before we mm -hmm. get a TV show. Like in No Way Home, he's kind of the the fun, quippy uh, lawyer. And then in She-Hulk, he's the care uh, uh, the carefree kind of silly superhero Romantic. with a bright. Yeah. And then in, in his brief appearance in Echo, it's like, you know, back to the old Netflix days. I, I honestly... That's another thing I didn't write my in my Echo review because I didn't want to get it, but it's total whiplash. Like you all of a sudden get him this goofy version of She-Hulk, and then in an Echo he goes exactly back to the Netflix version. It's really what the fuck. Like, yeah, yeah, it's kind of weird to. All I was saying is it's kind of weird to get those versions of him before we get kind of the that this is the stamp we're putting on him for the MCU. Um, it kind of it, it shows one of the flaws of of uh, connected storytelling when you can't agree on what the character is before fully introducing him um so i don't know i don't know that's a 2025 show anyway train for television but i will say that i actually am really interested in, in agatha darkhold diaries and i think that could be like fun and delightful and interesting and different i do like Catherine hahn so sure yeah, i'm still here for it really sure great. i wandavision's fine i enjoyed wandavision yeah yep. i just i don't know if we need more of it that's all yeah <laughs> could be true uh, okay, so uh, Rodrigo, you've got a bunch on here that I want to talk about on your list, um, but I, I want you guys to have a moment to to fully go into Yellowstone and Sheridan verse and uh, <laughs> why you are either anticipating it, dreading it, or intrigued by it. I think oh. it's all the above. You're just like, what the hell is going on with all this drama? Whether well, it's here, let's give yeah. some context. Uh, we talked about it a little in the film stuff when we were talking about Horizon, but uh, basically Yellowstone season five was going to be, part two was going to be the final season and it never shot when people, I guess, assumed it did. And then it kind of fell apart because Kevin Costner and Taylor Sheridan had this very public spat. Um, and now we don't know what the final several episodes of Yellowstone is going to look like. And we also know that Taylor Sheridan writes incredibly fast and can get shows up and going quickly. So you don't really know what's going to happen. Right. Yeah, I think That's this is going to be a, a weird year in terms of like, there's a lot of stuff on the boil, but I actually don't think we're going to get anything from the Sheridan verse this year, except for that Yellowstone season five at the end of the year. And um, it's going to be truncated and it's going to be a rushed kind of uh you know he probably i think he was thinking about more like two more seasons to to give a proper ending to the dutton story and now he's got basically uh you know maybe like five episodes to do it yeah that do we like because of how production went and everything the 1932 23 23 <laughs> right wow. it's 23 even yeah. i'm mixing it up it was 1923 i think it jumped to 1930 
two or was it the opposite um but either way <laughs> 1944 is now coming out and that one the last one kind of left off where you're like what okay so what's going on um and i don't think harrison ford's coming back is he i thought everybody was but maybe i'm crazy all this stuff is starting to get as as people who hold on to the and and keep pay attention to the sheridan verse it's starting to get a little unwieldy and and it's it starting to, to get unwieldy to the point that i don't understand what's going on and and uh, 1921 or whatever it is with Harrison Ford in that is was that a miniseries? Like we don't like like a lot of these things look like they were going to be serious and then they're not and then and then then they are or like it looks like 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 1883 was going to have a second season and then we found out no actually it's just a limited season it's a limited series and it, so maybe they did the same thing with with the that Harrison I think Ford. it got, no it they announced season two of the Harrison Ford series whatever year it is. 1923 um, but they didn't say like when it was going to film or anything um 1944 do we really need that like look i like this stuff too but like i don't know man like <laughs> well here's my question about yellowstone proper because the other thing that was announced is that they are for sure doing a spinoff with um oh, at man. least somebody from the yellowstone proper show and uh matthew mcconaughey um it'll so, be most of the it'll be most of the is uh, that what you think it is yeah, I think it's going to be most of the. It'll basically be everybody who survives season five of Yellowstone with Matthew McConaughey as the new lead. And if I'm a betting man, I'm going to bet that one of the people who's not going to survive because he's been like his fuckery is 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 going to get him is the West Bentley character. Ah, Jamie. Yeah, that would be upsetting. Okay, and and my last question about Yellowstone and Sheridan in general is. Do we feel like this is what I feel not knowing the man or watching any of his TV shows? But um, so I'm I'm obviously the expert. Uh trust me, we've tried to get him to watch just <laughs> even two minutes of anything. Oh, I've I watched uh the first episode of Yellowstone, it just wasn't for me. But um doesn't count. You know, all that to say, is Sheridan kind of uh pulling out all the stops now because of the whole Kevin Costner thing? And is he doubling down on this is my shit? And will we see that kind of impact the storytelling of Yellowstone and all this stuff kind of moving forward? I mean, it already has, hasn't it? I don't know. Has it? I mean, you're going to get a big, well, it's a little bit of a weird one because, you know, you got to do a big blowout finale. It's, it's the final season. It's there. It's not going to be called Yellowstone anymore, at least, well, in theory. Um, I think they've been calling it 2023 or something like that. We've been working title for the next one, which seems ridiculous. I'm sure yeah, it'll probably work in Yellowstone in the title. But um, I think the complication there is you got to get this big blowout and all this shit, but then you also got to kind of get like Kevin Costner on board a little bit to shoot his death, which he doesn't want to do, but they have to do it. And it's, I think that's a little bit more complicated than, 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 uh, are they literally just not in production because Kevin Costner won't agree to go? I mean, it depends on who you ask. I mm. think it's, you know, they promised it's supposed to be like fall uh, of this year and put it this way. I think it's so because yeah, Sheridan, look, Sheridan's the boss and he's going to write it. And Costner essentially has no say, but what if he doesn't like his, his death? and his ending and so basically dot 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 
I will not be surprised if Yellowstone, which is supposed to be the only Sheridan show that comes out at the end of 2025, if all of a sudden it doesn't, I won't be surprised. Yeah. 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 That's true. All right. Let's let's treat much more complicated. Yeah, I just I just think that all is like much more complicated than than it looks. Um, one more wrinkle is uh, I read somewhere where uh, the the Matthew McConaughey spinoff, whenever it does come out, will almost definitely have Yellowstone in the title because it will be able to be a whole separate thing. And uh, Paramount will not be beholden to um, that deal with, was it Peacock? Yeah, Peacock. And oh, so, so the, they don't want Yellowstone in the title. No, they that. do because it'll be different and they can still have Yellowstone in the title, but it's not um the actual yellowstone proper so uh it won't be uh right, part of that deal that kind of screwed them because they want everything on paramount plus right right anyway uh let's talk to another uh kind of uh franchise in a bit of turmoil um surprisingly i think which is the dune um series whatever it's called dune prophecy prophecy or sisterhood or whatever um it's called dune sisterhood now called dune prophecy yeah yeah now. it's gone through at least two to three showrunner overhauls um <laughs> seems like it's actually like gonna happen this year um are we at all shocked that that they're pushing this so much like this is going to be a max series um it, to me it's just it's kind of shocking that they're going to this much effort to get a dune tv series i mean yeah. more of that world for me is is always a good thing but it is concerning to see people come and go quickly and to see it you know, completely retitled and restructured and all of this stuff. You just I mean, wonder you know, what's going on. Yeah. I heard a lot of that drama. And in fact, I may have like talked about this on the podcast. A lot of that stuff that was reported, I knew of like before and I should have reported it, but anyhow, I've, I've heard nothing but a mess for a long, long time. And so hopefully in this last version, um, they got their shit together, but um, yeah, it's been a real mess. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I want to I want to go on record and say is I'm super interested in it as somebody who who loves Dune, uh, a self professed Dune head. Um, I <laughs> and, I, and also uh, it's gone like you know like people were like so into it I think because it, it would have a lot to do with uh, Dennis Villeneuve and Del Dennis Villeneuve would be sort of involved in John Spates who was the Dune writer was going to write it and now it's you know been chiseled down to like having nothing to do with them you know which is which is wild to me in that it's still happening i just i don't know in a world this is this again the same company who is like being super particular about what game of thrones spinoffs to do and here we are like you know hey let's just make this dude thing happen like no matter what like i should um, be collecting money off of somebody because i know at some point i told someone when they said well villain is going to direct i said i will bet you a thousand dollars that by the time this is made he will no longer be directing anything yeah. and that's probably just bullshit just that they that they it's the things that they say when they announce things to get the people excited yeah but like yeah. i'm not surprised that that didn't happen at all i mean he's yeah. not involved whatsoever yeah other than this is all just under the dune umbrella um, it's going to be like John Wick, the Continental, it, so. the Continental, where, you know, Stahelski and crew was not involved at all in that. Um, it was just, you know, hey, we have this name. Let's put out some content with this name that people like. Hopefully yeah, that's not those the case. guys don't seem at all that happy about that to be, you know, no. fair and all that. yeah. So it's its own thing and it's eventually coming. And I think it all was born out of like, yeah, this 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 brand let's do more on tv this is it, it's it's another thing of like many things that were born out of the streaming glut and like let's get you know 
this this IP and, and expand it on on streaming. And now that's kind of going away, but it's still somehow crossing the finish line. Okay, Rodrigo, I want to give you a chance to to maybe talk about a couple of things that you have on your list that uh, we we haven't discussed yet. Um, let me see. We've kind of talked about a bunch of them, but uh, industry industry is um, I want to talk about that slightly because industry is the succession that people don't know is succession, and and you guys have to watch industry. Like it's like anybody who's really like a TV head is like is is talking about industry is going to like pop this year now that succession's gone well and it's got like kit harrington's going to be in the new season right yeah and and also it has two fucking huge stars in it that people don't know are huge stars yet which is marissa bella and uh um marald harold i I don't know how to pronounce her name but she's in everything now she was in uh uh bodies 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 and um she was in uh um leave the world behind yeah yeah leave the world behind um she's she's I mean, industry is great. It is like, and now that, again, now that succession's gone, it it has its time to shine. So I would suggest that both of you catch up on industry because uh, like, it's literally something we'd almost want to do a podcast about. It's like, yeah. it it's going to catch fire this year. And those people who, who know, know that it is already fire. It's great. Um, it's such a good show. And uh, yeah, now that succession's gone, it feels like HBO is going to like tee it up to, to, to be its proper thing it's very very good it's made you know mercer abel has gotten the gotten the back to black um role uh, of amy winehouse based off of that because she's such a big breakout from that series the writing is great it's really really good um ripley is another one that's been god in, in i don't the- know what to think about this one right like yeah. andrew scott sounds awesome like i mean he's great um and and in theory, I should be into this, but and Steve Zellian, Oscar winner, steals it. Steve Zellian is the writer director of it, and uh, but I think it's all black and white. And yeah, that's beautiful. what I'm saying. I don't know the first thing. Like I know what it is, but I don't know like what to expect at all with the show. Well, and people need to like not underestimate Steve Zellian because he's like uh, an Oscar winning screenwriter and but he's also done some incredible TV stuff. Like what is that series he did with Riz Ahmed? Um, a few years, like in 2006. The Night of. Yeah. Night of, it was fantastic. He really was. directed that entire thing. And this is his basically writing, directing follow-up. Um, and people have kind of slept on it and forgot about it. So Is this a Netflix show? Now it is. It was Showtime. and then, That's right. That's right. And, uh, Showtime, I think, didn't want it. And then Netflix... Or, or well, I think not. Not didn't want it. I shouldn't say that because that's. I think the what was happening. Showtime was folding into Paramount. Was, uh, in in the in the works. It was before it happened. But then I think at some point Netflix quietly jumped in and and bought it, which yeah. is interesting. I think maybe Netflix sees that like it's got a lot of possibility. There's actually one on my list. Okay, so Masters of Air. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Shit, dudes, that is <laughs> fucking. Well, I'll, here's what I'll say. Uh, Rodrigo may not be able to talk about it, but maybe somebody I know told me recently that it's really, really good, and that Austin Butler is going to be a like going to rule the world after all of this. Yeah, I heard that too, and and, <laughs> and also I would say that someone told me that it looks like a million fucking dollars were spent on it. It looks so expensive. Yes, there's got to be some obviously budget stuff, but some of it is just like look, they're on location in the middle of this gigantic field. Like they're not cheating this. And then they got these gigantic sets and 
and they're all in these period costume things. It just looks really fucking expensive. And Callum Turner, especially after that last Clooney movie, which is not perfect, but good. And he's really good at it. Callum Turner, Austin Butler, Barry Keough. It's going to be their year, man. Holy shit. This show is fucking good. Also, not on my list, but should be there because it's fucking phenomenal. Is True Detective is fucking back. And it is fire. Issa Lopez is incredible. I think I wrote a really, really glowing review about it. Man, True Detective, as you know, maybe not as good as the first season, but like right nipping on its heels. It's fucking good. It's really good. And it, and and moreover, it captures the spirit of season one. Nice. Uh, I love a good like cold weather murder mystery for whatever reason. It just really get, it, gets well. Me. Then then you then you got to do this because it's it 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 has. It's basically like they flipped True Detective. Like they went, okay, instead of men in the sweat, sweaty swamps of the Bayou of Louisiana, let's do women in the you know butt ass cold of Alaska. Um, <laughs> but all the familiar, it's like totally different and so familiar in a, in a perfect way. It's got this amazing mix of opposite but familiar because it's got the same kind of like two cops who are in conflict dynamic it's got the it leans way more into horror and 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 horror kind of chilling uh phantasmic elements than the, even season one so if you're a fan of like horror stuff you have to see it and then there's got an incredibly gripping uh murder mystery thing in its center it's phenomenal it's and and i, I don't know maybe I don't people aren't really don't seem to be talking about it enough. I know maybe some on some levels, Jodie Foster, who's a little bit old, and maybe people aren't, aren't as excited about her and, and Callie Reese, but like I'm telling you, man, it is fucking great. Like, watch it tonight. It is some of the best TV I've seen in, in a long, long time. We got to wrap up soon, but I want to uh quickly mention uh disclaimer, Alfonso Cuaron's show that we assume is coming out this year with Kate Blanchett. Yeah. Um that that looks well, I mean. Again, we don't know what it looks like per se, but it seems like it's going to be great. Um, yeah. The, it's Alfonso Cuaron and Kate Blanchett. It's <laughs> yeah. like, how could you go wrong? That's really all I know about it. I don't even know what it's about. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's like a mystery thing where um, I, I'm blanking. Compl- I, I'm going to butcher it. I don't want to almost say, it, but it's like about a, a person who writes something and then uh, kind of similar to the whole, like it comes true, but she finds out like she finds a book like next to her bed that basically uh, is like a retelling of her life or something. I, I'm butchering it, but um, it, it looks like a mystery. It looks interesting. And, and it's Alfonso Cuaron and Kate, Kate Blanchett. So, yeah, yeah I mean, that's a big deal. And, and then, and then you got uh, just a, there's a final thing that we should probably mention that, that like David Kelly, who did uh, um, uh, uh, big little lies and does everything, but like did big little lies has, is, big enough that he's convinced you know jake gillenhall to come television to a show called presumed innocent which sounds a little generic in terms of like a courtroom drama like oh this person it was the harrison ford movie it it, it is the literal remake of the harrison ford oh movie. is it yeah <laughs> wow interesting well anyhow you you they you know david kelly's little big little lies touch is is big enough that it now convinced a big star like jake jake gillenhall to come to to a limited series I just, I don't know. Like I, I watched a couple episodes of Big Little Lies. My wife really loved that show. It wasn't really for me. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't really jived with David Kelly stuff really at all, but I, well, I, I, I love really... Jake G. So hey, let's I remind you that he wrote Lake Placid. <laughs> David Kelly is a little bit like the 
you know, he's a little bit Ryan Murphy-ish in terms of like, he just got some stuff that's not that amazing. But what's interesting about him in the same way that like, you know, that some of these people is, is that because of Big Little Lies, he helped uh, bring in this new renaissance period of getting huge movie stars into, into TV. And then he did it again with another, I mean, it wasn't as good, but he did another follow-up show with Nicole Kidman. So he's had her on TV now, like, like in two shows and, and that was a big deal. And that helped, you know, that was right after true detective. Like, so it, that, that sort of was a, a big marker, at least in the TV, like getting stars onto, uh, onto television and which is, he's been ever since then, he's been able to do it. And that's at least worth noting. He, he may not, his, the writing of stuff and may not be to everyone's taste, but it's uh, worth noting and, and just in terms of that, like, you know, he keeps doing it and he keeps get, like getting big talent to, to show up in his stuff. Uh, and yeah, and I mean, one... he's got Jill and Hall and, and Peter Skarsgård and Ruth Mega, like all those are great people. Yeah. Uh, one more before we, we wrap up uh, the franchise. Uh, this was on your list, Rodrigo. And I think this is one that I think is going to surprise a lot of people. Um, but it's it's the new show from well it's co-created by Sam Mendes who's obviously a big deal but also Armando Iannucci who did uh, Veep yeah and uh, and and Iannucci is interesting because he doesn't necessarily follow the same sort of structure as people who like have a hit show he didn't immediately like follow it up with like a a big deal show that was like right in the same vein as Veep he did uh, that other TV show for uh, HBO the Space One. Um, I'm blanking yeah, on the name. Uh, Avenue Five. Avenue yeah, Five. That got, that got canceled already, didn't it? Uh, yeah. yeah. And and then now his his next next is uh the franchise, which is um kind of a behind the scenes comedy series of like the the inner workings of franchise movie making, um, superhero movie making specifically. Yeah, it's well, right. It's basically like setting up and satirizing uh superhero movie making. Yeah. Um, which which is funny. Uh. Like it's a great idea. Uh, we've seen a little bit briefly on uh, the boys. Uh, I think it was like season two of the boys kind of joked about the (laughs) where they where they kind of trash Zack Snyder. Um, but they they were making fun of just the idea of like superhero filmmaking. Um, so yeah, it would be very interesting to see, I guess, kind of how how deep they go with it. Um, but uh, yeah, I think that's gonna be a big deal. I love Aya Cash and she's in that. Yeah. Billy Magnuson, who's also one of those guys who's been in a million things who isn't as famous as he should be. Yeah. He's been really good in, in a lot of things. Um, but yeah, also has like Richard E. Grant, Daniel Brühl, uh, Hamish Patel. Um, so yeah. Uh, and it's HBO and it's HBO. So it could yeah. be a big deal. Well, so is Avenue five. That's what I was getting at. It's like, you know, they're they HBO's fully on the uh Iannucci train, but uh it, it could either be the next Veep or it could be the next Avenue Five. We shall see. Well, I think the fact that it has the superhero hook, I think it's gonna be much bigger than Avenue Five. And people are gonna be like, you know, paying attention in a way that maybe they weren't with Avenue Five. Yeah. All right. Uh I think that's that's about it. Again, it's uh just to reiterate what I said before, it's very difficult to to fully predict what's coming on TV just because uh TV moves much faster and we could get something announced today that shows up in the fall that blows our socks off. Um but yeah, this is this is kind of what we're we're really into right now. So uh any other final words from you guys? Uh, I mean, there's probably a lot of like second, you know, or fourth or third seasons that I'm really looking forward to. But as far as the new stuff, I think we hit a lot of the good stuff there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'd also say keep your eye out for Mr. and Mrs. Smith. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, yep. Mm-hmm. I've, I've also heard from somebody who shall remain nameless um, <laughs> that Mr. And Mrs. Smith is really good and surprising and doesn't really uh, follow the same sort of uh, tone of the film. So I'm really excited about that, too. That's for the best, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, uh, have a good one. We will uh, we'll we'll reconvene at some point, probably to talk about how terrible our choices were. In- yeah, let's do them <laughs> at the end of the year. Be like <laughs> completely what were you thinking oh man the franchise what a what a piece of shit no um we 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 shall see but uh thank you guys all right